right, this cut goes out to all y'all that's been missing us for mad years. One love, yo. Yeah, that's right, he's got game. Greetings and happy Tuesday. This is the Desiree Show on Dash Radio. First towns and flip tricks, and it is the 30th day of April. It's a little uh, spring uh, spring showers April day we're finishing up the month with. Uh, I've been camped out the last week at Chargers Media Room with the NFL Draft. Um, super exciting week there from pre-NFL pressers with Tom Telesco, a magnificent Chargers draft party on the Santa Monica Pier. Day three with the conference calls, moments after picks four, five, six, and seven, and Monday phase two. So I've literally been camped out uh, at at Hogue Memorial, uh, Hogue, Hogue Performance Center, not the memorial. Um, and uh, phase two, obviously, voluntary workouts. Uh, now you best make sure to follow me on Instagram on both my personal and show accounts at Desiree underscore Astorga and at the Desiree Show for stories and live feeds along with Twitter and Facebook fan page uh, and the blog, which I am promising to do on a regular basis um, and posting for you guys as well. And this weekend, uh, if you are in Orange, uh, there is the pro the um, Vans Pro Pool Party happening at the block. And it's the last time this event will go down at the Combi. Um, there's also the Hall of Fame, which is Thursday night in Los Angeles at the Galaxy. And uh, congratulations to all the Hall of Fame inductees. Uh, now, about a month ago, I was at the Chargers local Pro Day. And I mentioned on the show when uh, Devin Kajust was in studio about this Pro Day, there was a few guys that really kind of made an impact with me um, today, as promised back then. One of those men is here in studio with me today. I'm super excited. He's got an amazing story of inspiration, and I hope, uh, you know, and that is constantly in motion, Mr. Jeremiah Spicer. <laughs> there he is, with a little giggle. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Yeah, and um, also I'm really excited to meet his sister. Miracle is in studio with us today. Another uh, another miraculous story. She was even named Miracle uh, to resonate it even more. Uh, you know, thanks for coming in too. You're welcome. Yeah. Now I'm gonna gotta do a real quick hits um, uh, on uh, last week as well with the Chargers. Um, uh, last season, that locker room was really special, and I think I've shared with you guys uh, over the last year. You know, Austin Eckler moving his stuff out of the way for me to do an interview. Um, there's something special about the caliber of players that Tom Telesco and the scouts have been able to get into that locker room. Not only is the talent there and the football smarts, but their character is there. There's a lot of humility, and it's had an impact on players that could have gone a little prima donna who have actually mellowed uh, because of the stage. It's a special locker room. I asked him what made this, you know, how 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 he went about this because they've been so successful with this, you know, and um, – with the football smarts, and he really gave props to his entire staff, from all the scouts, regional scouts, um, the coaching staff, the medical scouts, the psychiatrist, uh, everyone involved over at the Chargers camp uh, to to get these players. Now, day one, uh, well, and I I was at the uh, Chargers draft party, and I think I believe Jeremiah was there as well. Did you make it? No. Nah, oh, I didn't it. see you. I didn't, okay, it I was. I didn't get to make it. I would have definitely we would have definitely linked up before I made it. All right. Okay, cool. Because I wasn't, we haven't spoken, well, we, you know, we haven't spoken about that. I know you had mentioned going out there. It was fantastic for those who went, you know, they said 4,000 people showed up, uh, over 4,000 people. There was VIP rooms, tons of players there, you know, uh, Austin Eckler, Denzel Perryman, Michael Bagley, Mike Williams, LT, Marcellus Wiley, 
and I'm probably forgetting some players that were, oh, Desmond King was there as well, you know, and they all went out and were greeted really warmly by the fans out there. The VIP room was set. I went in there to grab a cup of coffee. There was no coffee, but there was crab legs, and there was, like, crazy food, you know, cheese boards and fish and chips and oysters on the half shell and donuts on the wall and cookies, and uh, they did a dynamite job, and just bravo to uh, the Chargers and the entire staff that made that happen. Uh, It was really, really cool to be there. You know, as a result of this draft, Chargers have five of the seven drafted defensive players. So Gus Bradley has one. He might even have a six-to-one edge over Ken Wisenhunt as uh, he even knew the quarterback, Easton Stick, because that was his alma mater. Anyway, so I uh, just want to welcome Jerry Tillery. It was his number one pick for the Chargers. Nazir Adderley, Trey Pipkins in the third round, Drew Tranquil, Easton Stick, as I mentioned, and Miki Abuli, whose name means, uh, his name is a, a really rad meaning. It's but in Nigerian, it, it means a, name, a gift from God. Now, what does your mean? My mean? name means may God exalt in Hebrew. Really? Yeah. Rad. Jeremiah. And the way it's spelled as well. Je- may God uplift. That's what it means. May God uplift. And you do uplift. Mm-hmm. All right. So now, uh, last person I'm going to say is uh, Cortez Broughton also was brought in the seventh round. The Chargers also picked up 19 undrafted free agents. That's all on the blog. So, without further ado, I really want to welcome this man who is a survivor um, from Skid Row to the Arena Football Leagues to the Pro Days at the Chargers camp. He has a miraculous story. Adversity is not even, um, doesn't even compare to what this man has been through, but yet he has this amazing gift of sharing so much hope and inspiration to all of us. I really want to welcome you, Jeremiah. Thanks so much for making the time to come in. Thank you. Thank you, man. Thank you for having me. This is, I'm really appreciative, and I'm forever grateful for um, having me here. Yeah, so let's, um, you know, for those who don't know, you know, so you, if you don't mind sharing, you know, you had quite a, um, you've had quite a, a life, you know, that you've been able to sort of flip around, but I want to share what you've been through. Yeah, um, I grew up downtown L.A. Scale Road with my mother. Um, after that, I um, ended up being taken away from my mother in a place with my grandmother, um, after that, I ended up getting taken from my grandmother, put in foster care, and ended up going to group homes. And, you know, um, through the process, my grandma and my mom ended up dying, you know. And um, me, my brother, and sister, we just being out in the streets by ourselves trying to survive, you know, on our own, you know. And we ain't really had anybody to really support us like that. We had a few supporters here and there, but um, throughout the whole process, it was mainly like, you know, surviving on our own, you know. And how we going to eat the next day, how we going to get our next meal, and how we going to get to school, and how we going to be successful, you know, and how we gonna better our lives. So, um, you know, um, through the process of living downtown LA Skid Row, you know, my mom was on drugs, her and her friends was on drugs. I got thrown in a trash can down there. Um, by her friends on drugs, you know, my feet used to bleed every day. Um, I used to walk from downtown, she used to walk from downtown LA Skid Row all the way to 41st and Fig to my grandma's house, and I don't even know how she did that, you know. Um, um, you know, and um, I ended up going through, um, I went to eight different high schools through the process, um, you know, two colleges, two arena football, you know, and then um, ended up having a, a workout after my arena season last year, 2018. I ended up getting the first team all league. Uh, I had the most tackles in the whole league. Um, I led the league in tackles, you know, and um, I ended up having a workout with the Cleveland Browns um, in Cypress, Texas with uh, Alonzo Highsmith um, and his son, A.J. Highsmith from the 49ers. Um, you know, and after that, um, you know, 
said he was gonna give us a call. Never received a call, you know. So I just kept grinding, you know. Ended up, um, you know, kept talking to Coach Anthony Lynn. He kept his word. He told me before I went to arena season anyway that if I get if I got first team all league that he was gonna give me a shot. So you know he kept his word. But I was still grinding on top of that, you know, just trying to you know trying to make sure everything solidified, you know. No matter where it was going to be at, you know, I was just trying to make sure everything solidified, you know. So I just kept chasing my dream. I even went to the Arizona Cardinals facility, passed out my film on DVDs, you know, and um, passed out my film and bio, you know, at the facility. So, you know, I just been grinding, you know, and um, and I uh, end up getting an opportunity at the um, Los Angeles Chargers because of Coach Anthony Lynn. You know, he actually believed in me, and I'm forever grateful for that. Um, you know, it was an amazing experience. Uh, getting to be around all them guys. Uh, it's been my dream since a kid to be there, you know, and he gave me the opportunity um, to be there at that platform. Well, okay, now we'll, we're going to talk one thing right here, and then I want to go back because we, we just you just spanned, like, yeah. how many years? 20 years? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, but and thank you. Um, I want to speak on when I met you, though, at yeah. the Chargers. I mean, you were invited to the local pro day mm-hmm. where Keenan Allen, Denzel Perryman, Gus Bradley, all offense, you know, Ken Wisenhunt, Anthony Lynn, all the coaching staff, tons of players were there. The media was there. What was that morning like getting ready to come down to the facility? Uh, Can you describe it? Nervous. nervous. (laughs) When I get nervous, I, like, get electricity in my pinky, so I'm a little different, Uh you know. Like, I didn't really... I didn't really, I wasn't really nervous until, you know, Coach Lynn there. And I seen Coach Lynn, I was like, okay, I gotta, you know, I can't mess up. You know, this, you know, we've been talking and, you know, this is it, you know. So it was, it was kind of nervous, you know, but I, it was more fun me being there and I, I was happy being there, actually. You know, I got to talk to Denzel Perryman one on one. You know, we talked for, for a long time, you know, he was right there, you know, and, um, yeah, he was. T- he took over on Mike Novak's uh, camera equipment. Was pretending to be a photographer while he was on the cell phone. Like he's like, I can be the photographer. Yeah. But no, yeah, no. Denzel was Denzel talking with you uh, for quite a while beforehand. Yeah, he was telling me like, man, you want to make the team, man. You got to be able to play special teams and, you know, play that R five and that L five. And I told him I'd do it all, man. I, I could play fullback, outside linebacker, middle linebacker, D line. You know, special teams. And if it's special teams, I have to play. I'm willing to do it. You know. Well, and that is the way that. That the you know I mentioned the seven draft picks. They say that you know I mean it's four, five, six, seven, even three sometimes. I mean it you know just because you're drafted doesn't ensure. I mean unless you're the number one draft pick, mm-hmm. but you've got to also prove yourself on on the train in training camp, and special teams is where many players get their start, get their their reps. Um, you know even um, Matthew Slater. From the New England Patriots, he's a five-time Super Bowl ring winner now. Uh, went to UCLA, um, has been a special teams player his entire career. Yeah, um, you know, in the NFL. So I think that's a, that's some key advice that he gave you. You got to be willing to do anything to help the, the to help the team. You know, like to help the organization that's bringing you in. You know, because it's not really about you; it's about the organization. And you just help put the piece. You're the other piece to the puzzle. You know, so you're not the whole puzzle. You're the other piece. You know, so you got to do your job. You know, and um, that's what I'm willing to do. You know, I'm willing to take the cheapest pay too. You know, so I just want to play. I just want to get on the field and you know, motivate people and show them don't give up on your dreams. You know, because I came a long way. We all came a long way. You know, sleeping in my car, taking bird baths to get to college, get to class the next day at RCC Riverside City College. Um, you know, um, just you know, just being homeless out here in the rain and everything, just not eating three meals a day and struggling. You know, 
I just want to give everybody that motivation to keep pushing and never give up on your dream, you know. Just like my little sister, she right here, you know, she, she went through similar as me too, you know. She just got, you know, she got taken away immediately because she had drugs in her system. You know, she had crack cocaine in her system when she was born. So, you know, she got taken away immediately. So, you know, I just want to give those people the motivation to keep going, you know, and uh, hopefully I'm going to be at L.A. Chargers soon. Coach Anthony Lane told me I made the workout, the linebacker list, and, um, you know, and hopefully I could make that 90-man roster, you know. So I know I'm going to be one of the last guys because my background, where I come from, I've always been the last. I'm already used to it, I just, you know. So I just feel like I just need to prove myself, and I hope I get the opportunity to prove myself. And uh, I'm an undrafted free agent, you know, so. So any other teams out there, right? <laughs> no, yeah. No. Well, um, the Minnesota Vikings had interest in me last year. Uh, George Edwards, defensive coordinator, you know, me and him talked on the phone. You know, he said he liked me, liked my film and everything. And he actually told me I could come to their local day too. But I was, I've was i been focused on the Chargers because I really believed in Coach Anthony Lynn and what he was doing and, you know, his energy since I met him. Since I met him, I haven't met a coach like that. Like, his energy, like, for real. I haven't met somebody so real and authentic, you know, like that. He's got the experience behind him as a player as well. Yeah, and he's been through the life and death situation, too. You, you know, him, him and what he went through, you know. You know, he you know he struggled, too, you know. So, and to get where he at, he, made, he came from the bottom to the top, you know, starting off as an intern, you know, and going all the way to the head coach of the uh, L.A. Chargers, you know. So, like, that's another story, you know, coming from the bottom to the top, you know, and ain't nothing easy, ain't nothing given to you, you know, and you got to put that work in to go get it, and you can't ever give up no matter how hard it get because no matter if it seems far, you're so close, you know. Yeah. Now, uh, your sister Miracle is sitting here as well, and Miracle is a miracle as well. Um, you mm-hmm. are, she's in, you're in college. Yes. You're going, you want to? I'm going to Cal State Northridge. You're going to Cal State Northridge. Okay, you guys... What, how, how did you, from what you guys grew up with, you both got to college and are both bettering yourselves. What is it? What is that ingredient that has, that you both have? Because against all odds, you guys are are really shaming everyone who is not. Well, I can say this could be for all of us, me and my siblings. Um, um, We had two choices, and the choices were, Either you're going to be homeless or you're going to do something with yourself. So we didn't get a choice like other people that are born into this world that have family, a mother, a father, or somebody in the family that's going to be a support where they have a backbone to go back to, to have that option. We didn't have the option. The only option we had was either you're going to be better or do something with yourself or you're going to be homeless. Be nobody. And um, I had to tell myself, like, I got to be something better because I couldn't control my past. I couldn't control what my parents did. I couldn't control what they happened in their life, but I know I can control my future. Mm-hmm. And I refuse, and I know for a fact God didn't put us on this earth just to be miserable. So I said my future, I got to leave. Even for myself, I always told myself, even though my name is Miracle, I know I always told myself eventually, like, you know, all of us, including me, we're going to be a legacy in here just for for the simple fact of what we've been through. And we didn't let people choose words. Because we've been through words. People say all type of stuff to us, like some stuff. You'll be like, what? And um, I chose to just let words just bounce off of me, you know, because at, at the end of the day, I knew who I was within myself. And I knew mm-hmm. that eventually I'm going to be there where I need to be. And that's the, just the choice that I always tell myself. And I had professors even ask me that 
ask me that. I always ask that question. Like she did it with two kids too. Yeah, oh, two kids. Well, yeah. Let's let's just throw some more on there, right? <laughs> For real. Um, yeah. No, I mean it's 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 truly more. I mean, going to college is for anybody a big deal. Like getting accepted or going and doing it is is no joke, and it's hard because it does cost money, especially if you don't have the help with it. Even if it's local, it costs money because you also go to going to school and you're working. You have two children. You guys come from, you know, like no one believed in you. So you, obviously there was this, and and you were all separated from, yeah. right? We I got mean, told we was is, retarded, that we was never going to be anything, you know. Oh, you're just a group home kid. Oh, you're just a foster kid. You're just this. Oh, you can't hang with us or whatever. People actually said that to you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. They even, um, my cool. social worker told me that. I remember that. She, um told me that you're retarded and that you're very arrogant and you're never going to be nowhere in life. All so short to tell me that. Yeah. And that wasn't, and that wasn't like that tough love, like of like, let's try to get a fire under her to, you know, that know sounds like really, was, that sounds really. Uh, she actually got thrown down the stairs. Um, yeah, my foster mom did this. It stayed permanent. That's another part that I'm going to talk about later. But um, yeah, she, um, this bruise on my side of my face it was never going to go our way. I try to go away with certain skin products, but I realize it's not. But um, there was a part in my life where um, she um, she was going to visit her friend down the street, and she had this thing, like, um, instead of, like, calling, um, say, for instance, like, I'm going to use my mom, Merlin. Instead of calling her Merlin, call her Miss Merlin, just to respect, because she's your elder. And um, she said that over and over. If you guys do this, um, call, her, call me on my name in front of my friend, then there's going to be consequences. That, but... In that fo- group foster home at the time, a lot of kids didn't like me. I, I didn't want to deal with them. I was just, I want, while every week, I'll just wait for my grandma to go on my home pass on Fridays. So one of the kids had called her by her name and they pointed to me, oh, that was Miracle. I was like, no, it wasn't, no, it wasn't. She dragged me down the street. I remember she had the wagon and we walked back home and she was like, you're going downstairs. And I was like, I'm not going nowhere. I haven't done nothing. I haven't done it. She was like, you're going downstairs. And it was a flight of stairs. It was a flight of stairs and it was like a dungeon type of dungeon type of thing and they was like get down there and her daughter was older she was a teenager i forgot how old she was but they're like you're gonna get down there so she kind of pushed me and i kind of went this way but when i gave that second push i tumbled down and the side of my face hit the corner of the wall so they dragged me in there and they left me in there for like about what five days and i, th- I would have been in there longer if my grandma didn't come for my home pass so they didn't feed me or clothe me or anything yeah, it's been times I didn't even eat. You know, they told me I couldn't eat. The kitchen was closed after football practice, you know. So, like, it was crazy. Like, you could, we used to get $7 a month for allowance, you know. And I used to save my money just to give to my grandma because my grandma didn't have nothing, you know. So, she used to do the same thing, you know. Yeah. You guys. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Oh, my God. <laughs> and to hear, you know, you see, you see stuff like that in movies, you know, like, you know, and you're like, no, that's that doesn't happen. That can't happen anymore. They was trying to call me. To call, they was trying to call me uh, for my sister, like, and they like, you know, they be bothering my sister. They was trying to call me, call me, like, <laughs> I be like, well, <laughs> yeah, it was pretty crazy. And then they, um, you know, they try to tell us we couldn't be around each other, me and her. They try to like keep us away from each other for a long time. You know, it was crazy. And and miraculously. You both are shining examples now, and you you live this through this. It should be on Social Security. We should I should take every medicine you could probably think of. 
you know, like, because they told me I was depressed because I didn't live with my parents. They should tell me, like, they should just figure out ways to put me on medication, you know? Like, I should draw, literally, like, draw. Like, I couldn't even have this conversation with you right now because I was on medication, like, ADHD medication. So I was hyper. I was very energetic my whole life, you know? Um, you know, so we always on medication, all of us. Oh, God, I get, I get angry. I get angry listening to this, how you had to have had anger and, I mean, and powerlessness and anger and frustration. How, I mean, and football, obviously, I'm assuming, helped. Yeah, it could take Helped take the pain away. But what did you do until, how did you find football? Pop Warner, actually, I found football during Pop Warner, but I really found, like, I really, like, because during my, me being in a group home, like, I uh, wrestled, I played basketball, and then my junior year, that's when I played football, that's when I went to Benning, and I ended up playing football there, um, because when I was in my group home, they wouldn't let me go to, uh, it was like this, it was like, it was called Citrus Canyon, it was a group home school, so, like, guys in the group home went to school there, and then, um, like, other people in the public went to school there, too, so... And then, like, when you first get to a group home, you can't leave for 30 days because, like, they don't trust you and they don't know if you, how you know, they don't know if you know how to act in society and stuff like that. And even in the foster home, the same way, they don't let you leave for a little bit, like, you know, so. <clears throat> and this, and this little boy finds football uh, and somehow gets through. The pain of where he's living and the situation that he's been that he's been dealt, um, and makes his way to playing not just in college but in arena football, and being first team all league, and then playing in another arena league team, and then a pro day at the Chargers, and calls and talks with the Arizona Cardinals and the Cleveland Browns and the San Francisco 49ers and actually gets to go to a pro day at the Chargers in Los Angeles, or in Costa Mesa. Yeah, yeah it was, um, it's been a journey. Um, a lot of people didn't think I would make it this far, honestly. Like, a lot of people say they do, but a lot of people gave up on me a long time ago, you know. But, you know, I have a lot of supporters, too, and I know who they are, you know, but I, I don't give up on myself. That's the main thing. Like, I still, like, I have 100, I'm 100% confidence right now. I'm confident right now that I could, you know, I'm going to be a charger. I still feel like I'm going to be a charger right now, you know, so um, I don't have no negative feeling in my gut, and you know, and, like, football. Football, really, like, football is my getaway from all my pain and everything, and that's why I help people. That's why I, like, go to schools, do motivational speaking. I get in the community. I help kids. I train kids. I, you know, that's my getaway from all my pain in my life. That's what I do. I, ch- I channel that to that, you know, so that's that's kind of what got me through, like, you know, like, when I was at college, when I was in college and stuff, I I, didn't, I wasn't uh, worried about being homeless or none of that until after school was out. When school was done, that's when it hit again. Like, okay, oh, then you gotta go back. You gotta sleep in your car or whatever, or you know. Even when I was in the foster program, um, Inspire, you know, I got kicked out of there for not getting a job in time. Um, lady, she was like, she she kind of used my story to get other like she got. It was crazy. She used my story to get a, and you know, end up kicking me out. Brought in a kid that wasn't even in foster care, you know, and kicked me out. Then, like, a year later, she, I see her again. She asked me how I'm doing. I didn't, like, like I was like, whatever. You didn't really care because you kicked me out, you know. And um, all because I was going to school full time, you know. Um, and I was, and I really believed in myself that I can go to, to a university. 
you know, so I gave, I gave it my all. I gave it my full time, you know, and I was focused on that. You know, and that's why I say again, like everybody didn't believe, everybody doesn't believe in you. You have to believe in yourself and what you want, you know, and, you know, that's kind of how I got here by not giving up, you know, even though I was homeless after that, I still went back to slept in my car. You know, I didn't let it phase me. I took all my clothes, put it right in my car and, you know, slept in my car, just like I was doing before I got there, <laughs> you know, so my car actually overheated in front of my place. Cause I got, I got, I bought a car with my financial aid money. So that's how I got a car, you know, and, um, I barely even had money for books, you know, so I had to go to the library and get you uh, print other people copies of books and doing all the, I just do crazy stuff like, you know, like so I you know, I just it was crazy, man, just surviving like happen. this. Yeah, I just You made to, it happen against all odds. <clears throat> yeah. And and you're still making it happen against all odds. Now you have a home. Right? Yeah. Yes. And I have a daughter. A daughter. Yeah. And a pretty special lady. Yeah. And a reuniting with your other sister? Yeah, my sister Dominique. She was adopted in 1982 before I was born. I actually have another sister that was adopted too. Um, still trying to find her. You know, she was. I think she was adopted in 1984. You know, but uh, yeah, I have never. I, this is my first time ever meeting my sister Dominique in my life. Never even like you know we didn't know what each other looked like or nothing. Her last name got changed. You know, and um, it was crazy how she got found through. Um, Ancestry.com, I think it was. 23 and Me. 23 and Me. Um, my auntie did a swab, and she did it one, too, because she was trying to find out where she came from, I guess, or whatever. And their DNA actually matched, you know. So that's how they, uh, you know, my auntie, you met over there. And that's, yeah, yeah and I met, and you were you were going, after, after training camp, we were talking in the parking lot. I got to meet your aunt, mm -hmm. and you guys were going to meet yeah. your sister uh, in the next few days. Yep. I got another little sister. She stays in Redlands. I got another little brother. He's in Job Corps in uh, Arizona, a big brother in Arizona. You know, so we all kind of like spread out, you know, all of us. We just survive on our own. But you all connect. Yeah. Well, or we talk, we most, talk. you know, we, we, talk. we talk on the phone. We scream. Uh, we talk. But we all make sure, like, we all surviving, you know. like. What is the biggest, I mean, obviously your story alone is the biggest message. But what would you share to someone right now? that has possibly been put in, this, in a similar situation that you were to start with in these foster care homes um, or, you know, homeless? Make it out. <laughs> Make, Make it, it out. out. Yeah, because a lot of people that I live with, they're dead or in jail. You know, some of them are doing life in jail, never getting out. Like 50% of foster kids are on death row, you know. So, like, you know, and uh, what is it? What is it? The percent of women that are pregnant when they come out and uh, only 1%, I think, even go to college. Yeah, so yeah, grad only one percent graduates college, you know, so it's pretty much the same odds to get into the NFL for a guy, you know, you know they tell you only one percent make it to the NFL, you know. So yeah, there's only so there's thirty two teams, there's only ninety spots on a roster. I mean, on a full team roster, you know, to get to play colleges to be looked at. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I mean, I know most people realize, but like. To even be considered, to be called to do a local pro day is huge, is a huge deal. To be talking with a head coach in the NFL and communicating with them and have them and multiple multiple people in the and different organizations throughout the league is I was, huge. I was uh, <clears throat> I was training with guys from USC, UCLA, San Diego State. I didn't go to none of them schools. You know what I mean? I came. I went to a small school. You know, I went to Riverside City College and ended up going to Bethesda University. You know. Christian, small Christian school, you know, I'm basically a nobody, 
you know. So, like, <laughs> if I can do it, anybody can do it, you know. And just don't be don't, – people look for people to come look for them. And you got to – if you really want something, you got to go get it. You know what I mean? Like, people always expecting stuff, you know, to stop looking for handouts and, and get it yourself, you know, control, take control of your own life. Yeah. You know, um, otherwise, you're going to sit there and be waiting forever, you know. And I always told myself that um, I want to be remembered in history for helping somebody, you know. I always want to be remembered forever, you know. So that's why I help. I want to go all around the world helping people, you know. And, you know, and help the less fortunate kids or whoever, you know, that need to hear the message, you know, and take heed. You know, um, I didn't actually have this type of stuff growing up. People talked to me like this. I, I, they was throwing medicine at me and stuff. You know, I, I want to, we see therapists like, you know, every week, you know, see doctors, um, doc, you know, and then all they doing is throwing pills at us. You know, they're asking us questions, but they're really throwing medicine at us. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so they wasn't really helping us at all. We had to help ourselves. We had to decide, like, okay, what do we want to do? I want to be this. Do I want to keep being this or do I want to be better? Do I want to feel better? Do you know, like. Don't want to keep struggling, or don't want to help my family, or don't want to help other people. You know, like I, I lost a lot of friends in the streets. You know, I seen people die. You know, all that. My best friend died when I was in elementary. You know, I used to play with him every day. You know, he had an asthma attack. You know, and that's when I first kind of started playing by myself. Honestly, like, you know, so it's it's been a crazy road, a crazy journey. You know, and oh, but you give so you have both so much inspiration and hope. Um, you know, it's not just for kids that have been, that have been through the, the foster cares and homeless, but to anybody, to anybody. Undrafted free agents. <laughs> <laughs> to any, yes, no, because anything is possible. Now, how do you do this, though? I mean, it, there, it, I've been through my own adversities. I think everybody has, you know, uh, has. near death. And, you know, there's things that I... There's tools that I got. There's a spirituality that I received. You know, there's a, I have a, a relationship with my God. Mm-hmm. You know, um, what are those things for you? Like, what, how, I mean, because. Inside, it comes from, I talk, like, I don't really do like everybody else. I, like, talk inside. Like, it's, like, inside of me, and then it comes out, like, like, I don't, like, talk to God out loud. I'll talk, I could be talking to God right now. You don't even know it. You know what I mean? So, it's like. I do a, both. I go. Yeah. And then, you know. Yeah, so it's kind of like that, like, you know, it's like your inner conscience, you know, that's what that's what I, that's what I use. You know, um, I talk to myself, I um, discipline myself, you know, when I mess up, you know, I don't need another person to yell at me. Like, coach, nine times out of ten, the coach don't have to yell at me because I'm going to fix the problem because, like, that's what I had to do in my life. I had to fix the problem, you know, I had to fix, because, you know, we didn't eat three meals a day. I used to have to steal my food, you know, so, like, I used to have to steal food, like, just to eat, you know, like. It was crazy growing up, you know. Like, and part of your way of giving back now is helping those that are, that don't as well. Exactly. Now, have you guys have you gone to like mission and help serve? Yeah, I've been there I mean, one I've, time. I've done yeah. like Charlie Street. I've done different places. I'm supposed to be actually going there June six, I believe it is. Yeah, mm-hmm. giving back. You know, um, I kind of want to. That's why I want to talk to Coach Anthony Lane about too. Getting the Chargers going down there. Get the Chargers to go down there and um, you know, do something like that. You know, that's what I, I think the Chargers should really do that. I think that'd be big. You know. No, I think I think you're right. I mean, and I and I think also that your message and your presence, both of yours, um, is is a you know a pagan of of, of hope uh, yep. for anybody out there. Sleeping you know, in shelters. Tents, you know, granted, everything. like you also, you guys weren't. You know, like a lot of those, not all, but 
a big percentage are, some are mentally ill, some are drug addicts and alcoholics, some are just SOL, just that's what was dealt to them, you know, and, um, but you offer hope for those that want to get out, that they know that there is a possibility. When my mom died, I was so, I was so angry. I was angry when my grandma died, really, too. I was angry, angry. Like, I was crying so much, and I didn't cry. I don't even cry like that. Like, I don't cry. Like, when my mom died, I didn't really cry, but my grandma died, I cried so much, and then when my mom died, I was just angry, you know? And I just I just used it to, to get, get better at football. I was in the weight room, like, three times a day, just by myself, you know? I take walks, long walks. I'll catch the bus. Like, sometimes when I have gas, I park my car at the hospital, use my school ID to get on the bus, you know? You know, and then sometimes I'll get off the bus a mile early, two miles early just to walk, just to, you know, think to myself, you know. Like, yes, man. Amazing. Amazing. Um, and her, and her, my sister, like, my mom actually got stabbed in her heart and her lungs before, too. And she was pronounced dead, you know, and they did the heart transplant, the blood, and the uh, lung transplant. And that's why her, that's why her name's actually Miracle. Yeah. You were? Uh, she wasn't supposed to be born. Yeah. They did a heart transplant on a dead pregnant woman. They brought her back to life. You are a flipping miracle. <laughs> You're a little angel is what you are. Both of you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, seriously. Yeah. Oh. Um, that's, why I'm just, that's why I just, you know, that's why I do what I do. You know, I could have I been like, feel sorry for myself. You know, did what everybody else did. Go to turn to drugs. I could have did drugs like my mom. You know, I haven't seen my dad in like since two thousand nine. <laughs> you know, but once, still, once you get drafted, you oh might. yeah, no, I'm sorry, gonna, wanna, <laughs> that, that wanna, sounded really bad. I wanna, I wanna, <laughs> I wanna, well, I want to um, I want to help my dad too. You know, yeah. I want to help him get out of his little, you know, what he's in right now. You know. So. Now, did you guys go to Al-Anon or Alatine or any sort of program to help? with your parents you know that i mean you didn't have it i mean you guys were fielding so many other things you know it was just a survival mode but i just wondered if you potentially went for some help that way as well because a lot of the times we had to uh, put a lot of our feelings it, it, it's more like we didn't have that option to um sit there and dwell on it because mm-hmm. it was more of life we had to find a way to survive so it's kind of it's a part of it did. I'm pretty sure it hurted all of us just in different ways. Mm-hmm. But like speaking for me, I had to put it aside. Yeah, like, we didn't really show. We couldn't because if we dwell on that, it I, would destroy you. It, it would have just make been, you weak. It make you weak. Yeah. And I always tell people that it makes you weak. Like you know, that's why I don't like them feelings. I don't like really. I try to control my emotions. You know, like because if you can't control them, that really makes you weak. You know, and um. And, yeah, we really didn't have a time to really dwell on, oh, dang, mommy's gone. Uh, you know, we like, oh, how we going to eat? How we going to get our next meal? How we going to, you know, how we going to get clothes? How we going to get, you know, how we going to get to school? How we going to graduate? How we going to, you know? So it was, like, pretty much like that. Um, you know, I haven't, haven't really been time to, like, really dwell on, um, you know. Just to get into action. Like when people ask Well, me, you like, guys, the thing is you chose to get into action. Because you had a choice. You could have dwelled, and you could have stayed stuck and continued the path or continued the pattern, and you didn't. You fought back. You guys are true survivors. Yeah. 
uh, I got a, a warrior, so you are a warrior, both of you. Now, where can now you said you go and you help and you coach some kids? Marino Valley, Palm uh, okay. Springs. Okay, so uh, anything coming up? Um, um, or oh, the June sixth. Um, I'm supposed to be doing um coming coming down here downtown LA Skid Road to the mission. We're gonna give them back, so I should be out here around that time. Um, with kids, I train kids every Wednesday. You know. I, tra- I train kids for free. I don't even charge them, you know, in um in Marina Valley. Okay. Yeah. And what? And at a at a park or yeah, a school? Marina, Marina Valley Sports Park, LaSalle's called the LaSalle Sports Park. Okay. Yeah. So I train people there with my bro Anthony Spencer. He's like my speed and agility trainer. You know, that's what I work out with, run the mountain with. Okay. You know, I train kids with, and we actually help each other. You know, and um. And this is open to anyone. Yes, yeah, it's open to anybody. You know, anybody who wants their kids to get that work. You know, and um. You know, you know, it just teaches them discipline, you know, in life. Because football is a lot like life, you know. Like, it's not just about making it to the NFL. or It's about, like, you know, living. Like, my whole life I've been trying to live, you know. Like, live without wearing, you know what I mean? That's what I mean by living. Like, because people, like, my whole life I had to worry about everything, you know. So I'm just trying to live, you know. And you are. And you're, and you're spreading amazing Juju. Yeah. You could be, <laughs> <Juju. laughs> be alive, but you're not living. You know what I mean? Yeah. You could be alive and be dead inside, you know? So it's just, you know, and it's all about changing your um, angle, how you look at life. Um, you know, you know, <laughs> just, you know, and if you don't take that step to the other side, you never know if the grass is greener, you know? Because, <laughs> you know, my whole life, like we said, oh, we ain't never going to be nothing, you know? Oh, you ain't never going to, you know, you're just a group home kid. Oh, you're going to be retarded. Oh, you going to do drugs like your mama. Oh, you're going to, you know. You're like, uh-uh. Oh, no, yeah, I never, we're I never not, listened we're not to nothing. Going. Nothing that everybody, any, anybody bounce, ever. Like, like Miracle was saying, you just bounce it off. It just, it turns into motivation instantly. Instantly, I'm about to prove you wrong. Like, you tell me I can't do something, I'm going to do it. You know, so, like, that's that's how I get past adversity. Like, I never give up. That's how I made the varsity basketball team in my 10th grade year in high school, by hustling. You know, I ended up being shooting guard for hustling, and you know I couldn't shoot like that. <laughs> See now, I know, that's one thing. I guess I'm at five one and a half or five two on a good day, basketball was never on my um, was never on my list. You know, just just like soccer, because I saw soccer players just ran all day, and that just did not look fun. Yeah. Like I was like, hell no, those guys are dumb. Yeah. All they do is run. Yeah. No, I don't want to do that. Yeah. But you know, but but uh, skateboarding I did, and football I did all day. and I did skateboarding. All I did soccer. You know, um, I didn't play. Are you ba- still skating? Nah, okay. I nah, I, never, I haven't skated. Um, I used to have we. I used to have a whole little skate crew too. You know, like it used to be like ten of us skating. You know, um, but I, I, had, I had I had a cheap skateboard though. That um, you remember <laughs> the cheap skateboard that uh, you gotta keep. You know, it doesn't roll. It doesn't roll like the, like red, the like horrific, horrific bearings. Yeah, no bearings. Yeah, like it, was, it was rolling and stopping. You gotta keep going. You know, you gotta keep pushing, trying to keep up. You know, so I had one of those skateboards. You know, so. You know, would you want one? We should ride. We should ride bikes on flats. For real, <laughs> <laughs> we should ride bikes on flats. <laughs> all the other kids in the block got. They all, you know, we keeping up with them though. But our bike on flat, two flat tires, like you know. So you know, we just made the best out of what we had. You know, creativity. <laughs> yeah, climb trees, all the ice climb trees. You know, jump off of roofs. And so this is all all. Part of your uh, part of how you got to where you're at right yeah. now. I mean, 
my imagination. So really that, that you're going to force guys when they, you know if you ever were to become a trainer or a coach, would you make them ride a bike without um, air in the tires? And well, this is how I did it. Now you're going to do it. You got to do what you got to do. You know? Now you guys stay up, stay up to date with everyone else. <laughs> you just got to do what you got to do to make the best out of the situation. You know, you can't like I could have been like oh, I ain't got no tires, and then I was just standing there watching everybody. And right. not play. Yeah. So, but yeah. I just took the bike and rode on it. Even put the can on the front tires just to hit it. <laughs> no, and that's what I see. I'm a skateboarder as yeah. well. I mean, I do all sports, but I mean, or whatever. Not all, but not basketball, as I yeah. mentioned, not soccer. But um, but skateboarding is you slam. And one of the raddest things I love about skateboarding is that, and being a skateboarder is that you slam, you get right back up and drop in. Because fear and you don't let anybody know that you're hurt. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know I mean? But you just, you get back up and you do it. And you're fine. Yeah. If you don't, you're always scared. And it's like, so it's like, you know, we just, you just keep getting up and you like keep trying, bike, you know? know? Riding that bike, you fall, you're going to get scraped up. Like me, when I first started playing football before Pop Warner, I was playing, you know, um, I, scra- I still got the scrape on my shoulder right now, catching the ball, you know, and playing on concrete, tackle football on concrete. You know, that's, that's you know. Now, do you have any, uh, you know, you just made me think of a movie, so I'm going to ask you, any favorite sort of sports movies? Blindside. Okay. Um, Remember the Titans. I love Remember the Titans, too. I love both of those. Um, I like Invincible, too. <laughs> like, I'm a corn dog. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, um, I just, like, right now, my favorite thing is, Backstage Chargers. <laughs> that's what I watch. I'm waiting for the next one to come out right now, you know, so that's kind of what I'm watching right now. I'm staying on that. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, no. And I was talking more of the movies, you yeah. know, like growing up movies. But the you growing know, up movies, the Remember the Titans and um, uh, what other one? Um, uh, you like radio? Radio was cool. Radio was cool. But yeah. I'm more like blindside. He kind of, we kind of shared a similar story, you know, so that's kind of why I like, Attached to that story more, you know. Have you ever tied the opportunity to talk to Michael Orr? No, never, never had the opportunity to talk to Michael Orr, or um, I don't think I even talked to any NFL players that've been in foster care before. You know, mm-hmm. you know, um, yeah, I, I would love to to do it. Um, Have you I, thought about reaching out to the Ravens, even though he's not there anymore, but potentially getting an introduction? My little cousin plays for the Ravens, Kenny Young, number okay. forty linebacker. That's my little cousin. My blood, little cousin from Louisiana. Wow. On my dad's side, yeah. So, um, like, I like, I don't. I, I reach out to, I reach out to a lot of people, you know. But some people don't reach back, you know. And no, totally. It's, I mean, and you know, direct messages and like and trying life, to reach though. out, you know. Like, like I didn't, I didn't send my film off through mail to the Jacksonville Jaguars, you know. Um, went to Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I met with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers twice, you know. Um. Drive, One, yeah. drive, drive. Met, you got this amazing drive. I met with the Rams twice, too. Coach John Fossil, special teams coach, you know, he actually liked me. You know, he wanted me to come out there, but, you know, I guess somebody else didn't want me. I don't know what happened, but he really wanted me, you know. And um, Have you reached back out to him? No, nah, actually, I haven't. Uh, my phone, I had lost his number because my phone had got ran over by an RTA bus. Because I put my daughter in the car and I left my phone on top of the car and, you know, Brittany drove off, and um, I, I forgot my phone. I was like, where's my phone? Then I went outside. I said, like, I left it on top of the car, man. Then something told me to walk to the street. Then I walked to the street. It was in the street. Ran over. 
you know, so that's kind of how I lost contact with him. But he, if I go over there right now, they'll, he'll know exactly who I am, and they'll let me in there, you know. Um, well, and you could call yeah. and say, and let them know the situation and even leave them a message, you know. Um, and, and I'm not, you know, I'm not, I, yeah. I, I mean, I love, I, I cover closely the Chargers um, and have off and on for 11 years, you know. Um, the Chargers are the ones who really showed me love, though, you know, like, because, you know, when I first met, when I first went to um, the Rams, they was like, um, Coach, uh, that's when Jeff Fisher was there. Mm-hmm. And um, that was the same year he left. Um, he was like, oh, yeah, we're not having any open trials today. You know, I was like, all right. I was like, whoa. I was like, you know, I was like intrigued to see him because I never got to see him before. So I was like, oh, Jeff Fisher. Like, I said, what's up, Coach? Like, hey, Coach, like, my name is Jeremiah Spicer. Yeah, I play uh, uh, outside linebacker, middle linebacker, D-line, special teams. I was like, here, I have my film on DVDs. I got my bio right here. You know, he was like, oh, yeah. he just cut me off. Like, oh, yeah, we're not having any trials today. I'm like, whoa, oh, okay. You know, so I stood there kind of like, thinking in my head, pondering, like, dang, should I leave? Like, dang. And I felt like crap, you know, when, when he told me that. So um, I just told myself again, that's when I, that's when I came, my drive came back, like, no, nah, you can't leave. You came too far. What are you doing? Boom. So I started um, passing out my film to all the coaches, anybody with a Ram shirt on. I even went to the news, meet Channel 7, all the news people, Channel 2. I Have was, you ever thought about being a publicist? No. <laughs> no, I'm teasing you right now because you are really you are persistent and you're good. Yeah, and I um I actually made it to the back in training camp, <laughs> doing that. Mm-hmm. I went. I actually went to their training camp and met with Leroy, Leroy Glover. He's with mm-hmm. the Chargers right now. Mm-hmm. He knows exactly who I am. I gave my film to him too. And on the training field, on the training camp field, you know, I was the only person besides the media and stuff there. The Navy was there. The Navy SEALs was there. On you know, and um, you know, it was just us. And he was asking about me and stuff. And you know. And uh, he got my film, said he's going to take a look at it and give me a call or whatever, you know. But that didn't work out either. So I just kept grinding, you know, just kept pushing. How old are you now? 28. Just turned 28, March 14, 1991. Okay, happy birthday month, or actually six yeah. m- or month and a half. Yeah. Um, okay, and you played, and you it's, you know, you're keep keeping on keeping on. Yeah. Were you, did you ever entertain the thought of playing for the fleet? When that was happening? Yes, I was actually on their short list. Okay. okay uh, Dave put me on a short list, um, but he never called. Mike Singletary actually called my phone. The same week, uh, the league folded. And um, he said, I want you out here about, on Monday. You know, he's like, he's like he, he told me, he asked me about myself. He said, tell me about yourself. Just like that. I told him, he was like, man, he said, it's like you ready to play some football. I was like, yeah, coach. I'm like, I'm your protege. I'm your protege. So I'm like... Like I'm, I've been watching you. I've been wanting to play for you forever. Anyway, you know, um, and um, he was like, "Well, um, I want to see you out here on Monday," and you know, and then next thing you know, the, I start hearing stuff about the league, and you know, and, and league in a fold, and I hit coach like, "What's up, coach? What's up with the uh, What's up with the team, man?" And he was like, "Team gone." That's what he said. Yeah, he was like, "Team, team gone. gone." He said there was a lot of talent, and he said, "I'm sorry about that." And, you know, he told me just like that. Like, I'm sorry about that. And, um, yeah, it was, yep, it was crazy, though. I was like, whoa, I'm about to play for Mike Singletary. This is two weeks before, or a week before the local day. Yeah, I was, I was okay. trying to get, I asked him, too. I'll show you text messages. I asked him, I was like, I got I to gotta, uh, try out with the Chargers on April 11th. Can you please, can you, like, I don't want to miss the opportunity, but I don't want to miss playing for you either. So I was like, if I can get a game or two in with him, I'll, I'll do that. You know, so that's what I was trying to do. I was like, all right, I'll play like two games, then come out there with the Chargers. Like, boom, he said he'll let me go too. He said he'll never hold a player back from the opportunity. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I thank you because a lot of coaches will do that. You know, they'll cut you for wanting to go to another, you know, going to the NFL. Like, Arena does that. 
you tell an arena uh, arena coach that you're trying to go to the next level, then they won't they won't bring you on because a lot of a lot of teams they like guys who want to stay. stay. You it's know, like Starbucks. Could, yeah, they want to build a brand around you. You know what I mean? So I mean, they don't want you know like they want you know. I put I remember a while years ago I put in Trader Joe's too, and I could tell you exactly where everything is in the store. They look at my resume and they know I'm not staying. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> and and you know, and sadly they don't like that. No. And sadly, they don't want anybody that wants to do more. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's the same. You know, some some are narrow-minded. Like and really, that. not ha- all, not the good ones. Yes, and really though, that helps them. Like when you got players doing that, you have other better players that might come in. You know what I mean? That like you got, you got, you might have hungrier players coming in next season. Like, dang, oh, I, I remember uh, Desiree, or I remember Jeremiah, or you know, I watched them. Like, you know, I want to be like them, or whatever. You know, like so that's kind of like, like even the Cape Fear heroes, like you know, like they, sh- you know. Like a lot of guys see me, so that gives them motivation to hit me up every day. Like, hey man, thank you, man. Ooh, they they went to the Cape Fear Hills because they see me play there last year. Now they see they see my little journey, like you know. So I give them hope, you know, and faith, you know, to do the same thing, you know. And, and you know, and Cape Fear Hills coach Guns, coach McCoy, I'm a, I'm a coach yeah, coach Malloy, and um, uh, you know, then they um, they they really motivate me. I actually had a trial with the Steelers last year too. Uh, they pro day mm-hmm. in um, North Carolina, in Riley, um, uh, and um, I actually missed it because my ride, you know, uh, last minute, flaked out. Coach was like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm getting on the plane at." He said, "Meet." He said, "Meet me here at eleven thirty or something like that in the morning, and you know, but I'm gonna get on the plane at five o'clock or something like that." So, my ride thought like. I could come there anytime. I was like, no, I gotta be there early, you know. And uh, so he went to go get some food and all this other stuff. But I had told Coach I, already, you know, I was already on my way, and you know he ended up getting some food. And he's like, oh, I gotta go back to the house for something, man. And he ended up going back to the house. And like right when he was leaving the house, Coach texted me like, all right, uh, getting back on the plane. He said, like, I'm sorry about that, but I'm getting back on the plane. I'm sorry that we, everything didn't work out, just like that, you know. So I was like frustrated, you know. Coach Guns talked to me. He, the head, he was a head coach of the K Fair Heroes, and um. What's the plan for now? What what's okay? I I mean I you've had you are re- tenacious and continue to drive and go and do. Yeah. How are you living right now though financially? Financially, I'm living like struggling. <laughs> yeah, I mean, are you wor- the reason why? I mean, are you also you're also yeah. working? I'm assuming you're also yeah. working another job. Yeah. You know, so, and doing this as well. Yeah. All and have you thought about coaching? Yeah. High school. Yeah, I actually, or... my, my high school coach actually hit me up last year, you know, um, uh, right when the reading season, he was like, hey, man, would you be interested in coaching in, um, um, for the uh, for Banning High School, my old high school, actually, I mm-hmm. went to, you know. For JV or for varsity or fresh yeah, off? whatever, it didn't matter. Yeah, but no, I'm pretty no, sure totally. it was for him, under him, because he mm-hmm. knew what type of player I was. Actually, he gave me his number in high school. I had his number from his mm-hmm. high school year, because mm-hmm. he said I reminded of, of him when um, – when he was in high school, you know, and um, like uh, the reason, the only reason why I ask is a lot of players, and also will continue to pursue their NFL careers, are also coaching, um, or you know, or getting like you mentioned, Anthony Lynn starting as an intern, you know, have gotten also, and I'm and I'm not saying anything, I'm just saying like that. That's also, you know, I've you've got you've it. got connections because you've built connections with a lot of different people within the organizations. So you've and you've got a tenacity about you, and you're not giving up, and I know that. Yeah, my coach he hit me up, and I told him I was like, I was like, coach, I'm about to be, 
like at the time, I'm thinking I'm about to be a Cleveland Brown. <laughs> you know, because that's when I just had my workout with the Browns. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, I'm about to, you know. So I kind of stood around and waited for that. So I was like, Coach, um, not right now because I'm still playing. I'm kind of in the process of moving around and doing all this stuff and, you know, traveling. So um, I kind of regret not actually coaching last year. You know, I should have coached a little bit last year. I feel like I should have. Only because not only your physical ability and your mindset, but your but you well, your experience, my energy too, my energy and your energy. I mean, all, the whole package. Like you would have a lot to offer children. Yeah, I mean, my energy. Not children, I, I turn you know, kids, kids up. You know, kids get turned up just by my energy. Like the parents, like even right now, the parents. But like, how do you get my son to do that? It's just like a energy thing. You know, I don't even have to say nothing to them. You know, it's just feeling them. They feel me. I feel them. You know. I'm like a big kid too, so like yeah, I totally. <laughs> so like I can relate to them, you know. Like even when I do motivational speaking, the kids they they run up to me like, hey man, I, uh man, I really appreciate you telling your story, man. Like man, my like you know, kids are telling me, oh my mom left me in the hospital, or I was about to kill myself last week or yesterday, and you just you know your story changed my mind. Like I hear all type of stuff from like you know so. It's just different ways I can use my talents, you know, um, outside of football, you know, outside of, you know, playing. Well, they you know. say our, our biggest gift is our own experience to share, you know, and you have a lot of that. I mean, that's all we can share. And I think she, like hers is like she can help a lot of females, you know, that's struggling too, you know. Oh, gosh, totally. You know. Yeah, you guys both are. She, did a, she, do, she does motivation. You did motivational speaking how many times? About seven times. Sometimes my old high school. They'll call me to like for the graduation in front of all the kids. They'll be like, "We need you here, coach. Come down here." And at her high school, I seen one of the guys that worked in my group home. Mm-hmm. He worked at my school. He worked at her high school, Mr. Binky. Mm-hmm. You know, and he played in the CFL. He kept me on. He taught me. He taught me how to use computers and all that type of stuff and uh, make. Now that books. was somebody in one of the foster homes. Yeah, Mr. Binky. He was actually so my you coach. had you had an one you had he one worked, nice worked, positive. He person. worked. There. He was a teacher, but uh-huh. he worked with us the group home kids like. Oh, he worked real with close. You. Okay. Like he stayed. Like he really, you know, he worked he in his cared. real. Yeah, he really cared. You know, he taught me how to make my first comic book, laminated, and everything. Like, you know, so he taught me how to do graphic design and all that type of stuff. You know, Coach Binky still hit me up right now. You know, and you know, keep me motivated. And uh, Coach John Stockham, that's my high school coach. You know, he he stayed on me too. He, I had to eat my lunch with Coach Stockham because he made sure like I didn't. Cause you know, people used to bother me, so he'd like just come to my classroom. You know, I used to eat dinner, eat lunch with Coach Stockham. You know, we used to watch film. We used to watch film. He got my he got my picture still in his classroom right now. He told me, still on the wall right now. He got my picture on his on his, on his wall. You know, and, uh, you know. <laughs> it's amazing. been cra- it's been a crazy journey. Yeah, no, and okay. So, but before, so um, people want to follow you on Instagram at Struck the World Thirty Three. Yes, ma'am. And on Twitter, uh, King Struck Twenty Four. King K now, yeah, you're really messing with us with these different numbers, though. K I N G S T R U C K twenty four. Okay. So it's thirty three and twenty four. All right, thirty three and twenty four, mm-hmm. um, and those are the best ways to follow you. Yes, ma'am. Those are the best ways. That's to follow how me. we met. You connect. We connected on uh, Instagram. Yeah. And uh, and then I got to meet you at the Chargers pro day. I was yeah. like, oh, oh, wait, wait a minute. I we yes, I know you, Rad. Yeah, it was pretty. You you you. You brightened me up a little bit more, too, when you talked to me. You walked up, you know. I was like, okay. Cause I, I already knew I was a nobody coming in there, you know. So, like, I knew the media wasn't really going to be on me anyway. Nobody knew who I was and my name. They was like, oh, I don't see your name on the list. 
Well, now, okay, so I'm going to let you know. Okay, so <laughs> we all, yeah. nobody knows. We are walking from the media room down to the field, okay? Yeah. Um, I'm like, hey, do we have... Do we have a do we have a list? Do we have a list? We'll have one when we get to the field because so many players had other obligations and had RSVP but couldn't, and others were coming, and so we finally got our compiled list when we got on the field. Mm -hmm. Now the list, we get there, and I'm like, shoot, there's no jersey numbers, <laughs> <laughs> and we all and everyone you know is just does who 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 are you looking at? And of course they know that I'm looking at the Trojans um, because I followed the Trojans, so I know I'm more familiar with those players specifically as far as local. Um, I don't see multiple players that are there, um, and then you know we're all kind of talking, you know, like who are you looking for? Who are you looking at? Who you, you know? So you are not the only one that was not on the list. Okay. And then I got a list, and nobody else got. But I somehow, I don't know how, I asked. Someone had them. Um, there was a photo. You know, it was like probably nine, 12 different players' headshots. But a third of those weren't there. So, you know, and that was the jersey number. So, but then, you know, so it wasn't, you were not the only one. Nobody knew, you know, and it's a lot to absorb because there was a lot of guys there playing with different position coaches, mm -hmm. you know, um, all over the field, which was amazing. So you're kind of like, okay, who's looking? Okay, I've, I'm going to look at the linebackers right now. Okay, I'm going to look at the receivers. I'm going to look at these people. I'm going to look at the certain people. Okay, no, the, I think that is, this. no, there's there's Cam. There's Cam because I know Cam. I know what he looks like. You know, a lot of the players, we didn't know what they looked like, um, you know, where they were from. So I think we all, you know, I think everybody just was sort of like looking, you know, to, and you can only absorb, I mean, I could only absorb really three players, and you were one of them. Yeah, you could so, feel people's energy. Like, I could feel people want to talk to me, ask me questions, but I don't know if they were scared to do it or what was going on. You know, but Well, they might have been scared because they might not have even known what to ask you. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, so you, so... So flip that a little bit because someone's coming and they don't know. You don't have a jersey number. You have a jersey number, but there's no name. Mm -hmm. um, so the they don't they know have. how old you are. They don't know where you went to school. They don't know your name. They don't know what questions to ask. They don't know. Exactly. I mean, they can have some generic questions. Um, and I think we all were kind of like, there. you know, there was so, there was, I mean, the media that was there, there's only so many, you know, there's people there, but there's only so much you can absorb. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, Unless you're specifically there to see some player, and you're not sure which players are going to come, yeah. So, so that's on our defense. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm glad I brightened your day up. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I didn't really feel offended by it at all. No, no. I didn't. I didn't take no offense, zero offense to none of that. You know, I mean, um, I was just, I was just happy to be there. Main, mostly, I was just, I was just like, dang, I should have brought my phone out here. That's what I, one thing I did think, like, dang, I should have my phone out here. No, because you were there. Well, yes, but you were there. To train, to yeah. to do a workout with an NFL team. Your yeah. focus was on the field, and that's yeah. what it, and that's I want what to, did. I want to have more film on myself, you know, record, just you know, just have some more stuff on myself to motivate myself and, you know, let myself remind myself, you know, how far I came and all that type of stuff. That's why I keep all that stuff like that. Oh, that's awesome. Now we've run out of time though, but I want to once again, I want uh, you guys to to follow Struck the World thirty three on Instagram to follow Jeremiah. And on Twitter, King Struck Struck uh, twenty four twenty four. Yeah. Okay. And Miracle, do you want to give a shout out? Do you want any? Do you want people to know where to follow you? Do you have uh, on uh, social media or not? Um, you can follow me um on my Facebook, 
Deanna Spicer. Okay. Deanna? Is, yeah, Deanna, which is D-I-O-N-N-A, Spicer. Okay. Awesome. She's trying to get into modeling also right now for plus size uh, model. Yeah. <laughs> rad, rad. No, you, I mean, you got it. You, you both. Just oh, the most respect and um, thank you. Thank you for being the people you are. Thank you. You guys rule. Like we need, I mean, in, anyways, I'm going to corndog it. Um, I am corndogging, but I'm, su- I'm really thankful for both your time to come in and share your story and your hope and your experience. Um, and you and your drive, both of you with your drive. Thank you. You know, and uh, well, and I'm and I'm time. waiting for you to get out to walk out on that field. Man, I can't. I think my energy would be like, my <laughs> energy, by me not like me not being a quitter. Like I think coaches should really see that and pay attention to that. I think like, they are. I don't think many people. I don't real. I don't think know if you realize. Okay, you mentioned so many different coaches with different organizations that you have spoken to that have given you the time. Okay, Devin Kajust was in here. He played at Stanford. He played for the Browns, tried to make the team for the Browns, tried to make the team for the Broncos and San Francisco 49ers. Okay? Like, with a school like Stanford. So you are amazing. And I'm not comparing. It's apples and oranges. But I'm just saying it's not easy. Mm -hmm. And what you're doing and what you have done is unbelievable. Yeah, it's definitely not easy. Like, you got guys from big schools coming, um, comparing to you. You know. Well, and you can't compare yourself to anyone else. But I'm just saying, like, what you, I'm not, I'm not, I'm trying to, like, it's not, it, I, I mean, I hope it's coming out right. Because yeah. I think, I, I mean, it's it's not just, it's not just hard for, it's hard for anybody. Yeah. It's hard for the somebody journey, that goes the to, like. Hard. The whole journey's hard, no matter which way you take it. You know, but what your success in, in getting the opportunities and the communications you've had with people is, like, really telling. Me and Coach Anthony Lim been talking for three years since 2016. You know, he's been kept his word every single everything he said. He's been completely honest. Never, never everything he said. He kept his word. How did you reach him first? Through LinkedIn, actually. Okay, all right. And um, at first, we didn't. He didn't even answer me. (laughs) I just kept. I was being persistent. You know, I just kept being persistent, and finally answered me. You know, he chopped it up. You know, and he was like, "Oh, my man, I don't know nothing about. I don't know too much about you, man." And um. I'm gonna need some more film, and I was, so I was like, "Okay, that's, that's a start." So persistence is one of your keys. I was like, "That's a start. Right. That's my major key. That's what I think Coach Anthony Lynn likes." You don't give me. up. I don't never give up. In four, <laughs> qu- in four quarters, I'm coming. The whole the whole four quarters, first to the fourth, I'm coming. Right on. You know, so that's just that's how my life is. All right. Well, Jeremiah, thank you so much for making the time to come in studio. And Miracle, what a wonderful treat to meet you as well. You guys, thanks for tuning into the Desiree Show on Dash Radio. Coming up next week, Kelly Hart, I hope. Fingers crossed he'll be in studio and check the blog and make sure to follow us all on social media platforms. You want to follow the Desiree Show on uh, for the stories and uh, and my IG as well to see what's going on. I'll be I'm, I'm around. So uh, you guys have a dynamite week, and I'm out. Peace.